my nose is just cold. But it's really funny. Anyway, we're gonna get into some Speed Gibson. <clears throat> we're gonna read these headlines and everything. Maybe get into it some. I did not bring my fucking switch, so I won't be all distracted today. And <laughs> here we go, man. What's that from? the youngest, most brilliant and trusted men in the International Secret Police, has just brought a spectacular criminal case to a successful conclusion. Now he is about to go on a well-earned vacation, and we find him in his rooms with Speed Gibson, his orphaned 15-year-old nephew whom he is raising. He has his hands full, for Speed is the typical American boy, interested in shortwave radio, aviation, and most of all, in the International Secret Police. Because of Speed's interest in the organization and his evident aptitude, Clint has been teaching him as many rules and regulations of the secret police as he could without violating his oath of secrecy. As a result, Speed looks on crime as the height of weakness, failure, and cowardice, and has determined to do his part to end it. His admiration for his uncle and his work drives Speed on to study everything useful to a member of the secret police, for he is determined to join that organization and work with Clint. At the moment, however, Speed is working on a model of the China Clipper while Clint is reclining on the couch, snowed under with travel folders. Oh, oh boy. This is the life. <laughs> Nothing in the world to do but decide where to go on a vacation. Hey, let's see now. Here's Palm Springs, uh, Miami, the mountains. Uh, hey, Speed, where would you like to go best? China. China? <laughs> Look here, fella. I can only get away for about a week or ten days. It'd be reasonable. Uh, uh, what's that, Uncle Clint? Uh, oh, no, you didn't hear a word I said. Come back from wherever you are and listen to me, will you? This is important. Gee, I'm sorry, Clint. But when I get working on this clipper model, I forget about everything else around me. <laughs> you imagine you're actually flying in it, huh? I suppose I yanked you back from Wake Island when I asked you where we ought to go for our vacation. Mm, no, I, I believe it was Midway. Say, <laughs> Speed, with your imagination, you could stay right in this room and fly all over the world. Yeah, but I'd not rather really fly, wouldn't you? Yeah, you know, flying is my middle name. I've had enough traveling for a while. What I want to find now is a nice, quiet place where there's nothing to do but rest. Oh, heck, that's no fun. Well, maybe not for you, but it's fun for me. On my vacation, I'm going to do nothing but enjoy the beauties of nature. Oh. Someone's at the door. <laughs> so I hear. Uh, see who it is, Speed. If it's anyone for me, tell them I've gone to China. <laughs> okay. 
with Barney. Hello, kid. Is the mastermind at home? Yeah, he's on the couch trying to find a vacation spot where he can do nothing but admire the beauties of nature. Well, he don't have to go away on a vacation to do that as long as he's got me around. Oh, say, when you come around, I see nothing but trouble. Now, you better not tell me that you've just come from headquarters and that the chief wants to see me about another job. Can't a guy drop in for a friendly visit without being accused of everything under the sun? I'm glad you came, Barney. Look at my clipper model. Say, that's a beaut, kid. First thing we know, you'll be piloting one of them clipper planes across the water. Maybe. But I'm going to be in the secret police like Clinton you. That's why I've been studying all the rules and regulations and asking you and Clint so many questions. Well, <laughs> you've got a flair for it, all right, Speed. But you know, it's the hardest work a man can do. I'll say it is. Especially when you're in the strong-arm division like me. That's what you want to work for, kid. Oh, is that so? Oh, listen, you big ox. Brains will get you out of many a fix that Braun never could. <laughs> I thought I'd get you off of that couch sooner or later. <laughs> the first time he's been off is his breakfast, Barney. And you'll notice I didn't use any muscles getting him off either. It was brains. Who was it said he had the brains and me the brawn for our partnership, huh? You both have plenty of both, if you ask me. I don't know what that's going to leave me when I start working with you. Oh, now don't worry, Speed. You have youth, a fresh viewpoint. We've been in the game so long, we're apt to get in a rut. You'll be able to see many things that we may overlook. Well, now that that's all settled, is there anything to eat in this place? No, but that's an idea. What do you say uh, you go out and buy some food and bring it back here? Oh, yeah? If I get food, I should come back here with it. Oh, please, Barney. Can I go on your vacation with you if I do? Uh, Nothing doing. I see enough of you when I'm working with you. I want to rest in peace. Yeah. If it wasn't for me, you'd have been resting in peace long ago. I've gotten you out of plenty of scrapes. Why the time... All right, all right now, yes. I admit that I couldn't breathe if it weren't for you. But if you'll only forget the past and stop talking shop. I'm on my vacation, my boy, even if I am still at home. I bet you'll stay at home, too, Clint. The chief will have a new case for you before we can get away. Uh, He will not, because we're leaving tonight. Where are you going? I don't know yet. I do know it'll be someplace where headquarters can't reach me. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. So you're going on a vacation, eh? Uh, Answer it, Speed. Say I'm not here. But, Clint... Answer it. Hello? Oh, hello, sir. Yeah, yeah, he's here. For you, Clint. It's the chief. (laughs) Speaks well for your training, Clint. The kid won't lie even for you. No, sir. Hello, Chief. Hmm? Uh, yes, we're leaving tonight. Chief, it's another big job. I wish you'd take it. Uh, what's that, Chief? Oh, now look here, sir. You promised me a vacation, and I'm going to hold you to that promise. Well, if something's up, let the other boys handle it. Why, sure, you're plenty of good men there. Yes. Uh, no. Yes. No. I wish he'd make up his mind. Shh, I want to hear. Oh, yes, I can reach Barney Dunlap for you. He's right here. Uh, what's that, Chief? You want speed. Gee, the Chief wants me. Right down and listen. Oh, no, I can't do that, sir. I, I'm very sorry, but... Oh, yes, I'll send Barney over, but don't count on me. And certainly not speed. Uh, what's that, Chief? The octopus. I'll be right over. Yes, sir. Now, what's on the fire, Clint? What did the chief want me for, Clint? Uh, the vacation's off, Speed. Come on, Barney. we got to get down to headquarters right away. The octopus gang's at work again. The octopus gang? Suffering wangdoodles. Where to now? Uh, Hong Kong. Oh, where's my tie? Where's that coat? Here they are, Clint. But what's the octopus gang? Oh, it's the worst criminal gang in modern history, Speed. No one has ever seen the leader, the octopus, but his organization covers the earth. Exactly like the tentacles of a giant octopus. He's diabolical. A genius of evil. 
With a brain so brilliant that he has successfully eluded every effort made by Scotland Yard, the French Sûreté, and even our own secret police. Gee, he's your public enemy number one then, isn't he? Kid, from all I've heard of him, he's a super colossal public enemy number one. Yes, and his power is constantly growing. He must be trapped. It'll be our biggest job, Barney. I'm ready for it, buddy. Oh, come on, then. The chief naturally didn't give me any details on the case over the phone. He just mentioned the octopus. But that was enough for me. But what about me, Clint? The chief mentioned me, too, didn't he? Oh, yes, Pete, but he had the wrong idea. Haven't time to tell you now. I will when I get back. Oh, no, Clint. Let me go with you, please. Now, Speed, what's the most important thing a member of the secret police must know? How, how to obey orders. Well, then, as your superior officer, I order you to remain here until we get back. Yes, sir. And carry on with the China Clipper while we're gone, fella. Gee, Barney, how can I work on that Clipper, model when there's something really big in the air? Well, kid, I don't know. I wonder what the chief wanted with me. Oh, doggone it. So long, kid. I'll bring some food back. Clint always says how fine I'm doing in the secret police studies. But when I maybe get a chance to do some real work, what happens? I gotta stay home. No adventures could ever happen here at home. Oh, now what? Oh, uh, hello. Does Clint Barlow hang out here? Clint Barlow? Why, uh, he's not here. Oh, no. Don't try shutting the door in my face. If he ain't here, that's fine. I'll just come in and wait. <laughs> but not long enough for him to get back. Uh, who, who are you? Just call me Blackie if you must call me something. Yeah. Yeah. Nice little joint Barlow's got here. Well, what do you want with my uncle? Listen, I didn't come here to answer no questions, see? Just keep out of my way and you won't get hurt. But don't bother me none. I I won't, but 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 I gotta make a few phone keep calls. Keep away from that phone if you want to stay healthy. Well, I... Speaking of phones, your uncle was talking on that one just a few minutes ago, wasn't he? I, I, I don't know. You don't, huh? And I'll tell you, he was and I wasn't here. Barlow was chinning with his chief about the octopus gang. Octopus? Uh, that's a kind of fish, isn't it? Sometimes. Play dumb if you want, Speed Gibson, but you ain't fooling nobody. I heard the chief talking to Barlow about you. You, you heard him? Yeah, your phone wires tapped. I didn't learn much, but what I did hear made me kind of curious. I saw Barlow and his pal leave, so I thought I'd mosey in and learn some more. Well, who are Never you? Never mind. I'm going to take a look around. Maybe I'll find something that'll tell me more than you can. Hey, hey, keep away from that desk. Who says so? Sit down and shut up. Keep your hands off those things. You keep away from me or I'll fix it so you won't worry about what I'm doing here. Huh. What's that on the table? My clipper ship. Yeah? I suppose your Uncle Clint made it for you. No, I made it. It's just like the real one. The body's real heavy. I weighted it so it'd have perfect balance. Uh, I ain't interested in clipper ships. Well, here's one that'll be interesting to you. Oh. Golly, I knocked him cold. Hey, Steve, let us in. Yeah, I forgot my hat. Suffering wang doodles. Who's this guy? Somebody's put him on ice. And look at Speed's clipper model. It's wrecked. Yeah, I ruined it. Who is this man? He was looking through all your papers in the desk here. And he knew about you talking with the chief about the octopus gang. Said he'd tapped our wires. Let me get the handcuffs on him. Did I do the wrong thing, Clint? The wrong thing? Why, you're the best man of the three of us. Come on, get your coat, Speed. You've got to come along and deliver your prisoner. What? If the chief doesn't make you a bona fide member of the secret police for this, I'll eat Barney's hat. Speed, you're the first person who's ever captured an octopus gangster. Come on, let's get to headquarters.
it and we're back <laughs> okay i screwed up i messed up my timing because the my cross the street neighbor person is very nice but um they're not there right now and there's an older gentleman who's looking to get in like the old cross the street here i'm trying to do two things at once all right fuck it i'm gonna just turn all the goddamn mics on in here <laughs> then i'll use this one all right cool oh i bet that sounded awesome all right so now but anyway my um my cross away uh cross the street in the mission is a restaurant which has lovely lovely tacos and the uh the gentleman who's usually there there's like an older fellow that's there in the morning him and his daughter or him and his daughter and his wife or him and the wife usually it's like the yeah it's usually like the the dad and the daughter or the wife and the you know it's like a combination of them fucking three are usually there like if they're not there by 10 ish they're usually there by like 11 for sure by 11 because it's sunday so who gives a fuck right but you know <laughs> and it's their restaurant they can do what the fuck they want but it looked like maybe uh that dude was um not that he had like a time scheduled or anything fuck i'm not his dad but um but i hadn't seen i've been here for a minute you know what i'm saying and uh i didn't see anybody go in there but i hadn't been looking you know but uh they had their gate like you know they have like a gate like we have we have a gate and then we have our door well the door was left unlocked and the gate was locked I, th- I think. I didn't even look to see. Th- yeah. Yeah, fucking gate's locked, I think. So it's like, yeah, dude. no Nobody's in there, man. You can't lock the gate from the inside. <laughs> but anyway, so as I was crossing it, so I went over there to look to see. Like, maybe, like, you know, he wasn't being loud enough because it's a kitchen. Maybe they're all the way in the back or some bullshit. So I went over there and, um, uh, you know, I, you know, peeked in and it was just dark as shit. So I was like, in his, he got like, not dropped off, but, uh, his daughter just like, you know, sort of dropped him at the door and was waiting in the car. And then she sort of got out, you know, and then I started walking across the street and checked out the fucking, uh, the situation. <laughs> and, um, what was cool was, um, I was like, can I have, I'm not even going to say fucking that awful portmanteau of Spanish and English, but I was using a little brick or brack of both. And, uh, you know, just, you know, it's fucking dark in there. There's <laughs> nobody there. I thought, you know, go get a coffee. Maybe 10 minutes, 15 minutes, I'll be back. Shit, it's like 10, 15 right now. Goddamn. But anyway, um, yeah. Because <laughs> I was like, all right, well, the show started. <clears throat> I got time to go get. I went and got something really kind of cool. I went and got something different for once. It was like this black tea, but it's still sitting out on the ledge because I heard the goddamn, I know that it's a really loud ending theme song, which is sort of why I play it. Because if I'm standing outside smoking a cigarette, oh shit. All right. It's like a good 30 seconds. I can get back in here, reset, but I hadn't set the fucking YouTube yet. So anyway, because I wanted to play this song because I played it on the Friday show and I got such a kick out of it I wanted to play it on this one so here you go says Sledge he's I'm just going to play part of it it's a long fucking song but uh, he's the greatest dancer
It's like a six minute song. You don't need to really hear the whole fucking thing. Here, we'll play it. I think it's straight down on the song. Okay, maybe I did play the whole fucking thing. Never mind. Who cares? Who cares? Oh, yo, yo, do. How you doing this? Well, it's Sunday for me. I don't know when you'll hear this. MutinyRadio.fm Those people came back. They're sitting. They parked over here now. <laughs> and it's still dark. Just so you, we're all updated. All right. Let's see. I brought in the tea. Let's see how fuck this is, man. All right. This is called T-Vanna. T-Vanna? It's one word. It's another goddamn... That's like the thing now. That's like the the 2018. That's like the... That's supposed to be this, the later half. Yeah, basically, right? The later half of the, the 10s have been the portmanteau years of comedy and shit. And just shit in general. I don't know what a Tivana, if it means anything. I know, I, I, can't, I can't believe it does. It's called craft iced tea, they say underneath. It's got like a line drawing in white of, because this is the Meyer lemon black tea fla- flavored with other natural flavors, unsweetened with lime peel and lemongrass. There's like a little settling in the bottom, so I give it a good shake. See, it says black tea beverage. It's 14 and a half fluid ounces. That's 429 milliliters for our foreign listeners. <laughs> for everywhere else in the world except America. <laughs> uh, there's zero calories per bottle. There's no added sugar. Ugh, boy. Let's see. <clears throat> Where the fuck did I see that weird thing? It said... Oh, yeah. Contain zero percent percent juice that's fucked up man well this is what here here's the ingredients says brewed tea that's water black tea lemon verbena maybe that's where the vanna comes from who knows uh like tivana some shit like that uh lime peels lemongrass licorice root yeah natural flavors citric acid well no shit use a goddamn lemon you better have citric acid in there um, here we go. This layered citrus blend is beaming with brilliant black tea. I hate fucking copyright, <laughs> copywritten bullshit. You know, here's the copy. Uh, complex lemon verbena and the unique tangy flame flavor of Meyer lemon, all without any added sugar for a cool, crisp taste. Well, there you go. Let's see how this fucker goes. It's all, it's kind of cute looking, right? It's like in a glass bottle. It's got a fucking... Uh, the lid has, it's all taped down, like, you know, like you're getting some sort of, like, high-end booze or some bullshit, you know? (laughs) It's like, man, I just want the goddamn, there you go, cracky crack. Here we go, down the hatch. Yeah, it's alright. It's really boring tasting. It's better than that goddamn... What are people drinking right now? People have been drinking LaCroix lately. Ugh. I hate fucking mineral water. Mineral water's been around since I was a kid at least. And that shit was gross in the 80s, man. <laughs> fucking... It was some snobby shit. Just like car alarms, man. I remember when car alarms came out, man. Motherfuckers, man. 
That was like the sound of a snob. <laughs> All right. Anyway, uh, before I get to the headlines, I had one more thing. I was walking around here. There are always people dropping off leaflets and shit around here. And I always like when people drop off like these oddball, like informational things. Um, like this thing, this is uh, the Frisco Cop Watch. And uh, it's got a phone number, 415-800-4498. That's Frisco Cop Watch at ProtonMail.com. Uh, that's all the information they tell me about it. <laughs> it's got some shit like on, it's small enough to fit in your wallet for sure. It's like the size of a business card, but it's like, um, these look like some shits we would have printed out back uh, when I used to work for Xerox. Um it's like, yeah, yeah, I bet you anything it's eight and a half, uh, like, inches tall, right? Because in, like, 11 inches long, usually, and it's cut into thirds, and it's, like, on cardboard stock, obviously, because you're going to keep it in your wallet, the motherfucker would fall apart if it was paper, and um, on the back, it's awesome, it's like, remember, you have legal rights, but many police will not respect your rights, be careful, be street smart, no shit, you have the right uh, to be in a public place and to observe police activity. If the police stop anyone, stop and watch. Write down officers' names, badge numbers, and car numbers. Cops must be identified. I love this shit in bold. Cops must be identified by name or badge number. And they give like an example. Per se, uh, 830.10. Write down the time, date, and place of the incident in all details as soon as possible. It's like, you know, it's like all that type of shit. Um, I got one at the house. Like, I'm going to take this home. There's a whole bunch of them. And, like, um, I got one at the house. It's like, uh, the, like, uh, street sex, like, sex worker, uh, the do's and don'ts, or like, like, some shit like that. But, uh, that one's, like, on a piece of, just, like, paper folded in half type shit. But it's, like, on yellow and, you know, it's print. It's, like, they're always printed, like, real fucking, uh, uh, not, like, basic or anything but just like real clear like you can't like like this motherfucker is bright orange and black like it's some halloween looking shit like bam so anyway whatever <clears throat> why am i talking down i'm like talking down into my throat for some reason because i don't want to adjust the mic all right well adjust the mic you lazy fuck all right there you go that's better all right, so naked capitalism, how do you do? I brought water, too, because I know, like, whenever I drink tea, it always, uh, always, like, dries my mouth out weirdly. I don't know, whatever, who gives a fuck? <laughs> like, anybody cares about that? All right, eleven, eleven, eighteen. naked capitalism links. Um, oh, yeah, this is going on. My mother called me. She always calls me whenever this shit's going on. Entire cities evacuate as hellish wildfires whip through California, grist. Boy, oh, boy. It'd be a little hyperbolic. <laughs> hyperbolic people. Like, oh, entire, like, the, the, the headline they were leaning with yesterday or whatever was like, Paradise Lost or whatever, right? Because the city of Paradise, California just, just got fucked up. Say the climate, eat less red meat, Bloomberg. No shit. I I can't believe, well, I can't, yes, I can believe. I don't know why I even led with that dumb comment. Never mind. What is the financialization of food and why should we care? Uh, Sheffield Political Economy Research Institute. All right. 
using no-till this fall. USDA. Hmm. Uh, Cobalt's supply shock, a painful warning to car makers. All right, Financial Times. Fucking paywall fuckers. <laughs> Inside the crazy corruption scandal that ensnared Leo DiCaprio and the Hollywood elite. Hmm. Daily Beast. I think I heard something about that, but I never really read, like, I didn't care. <laughs> yeah, I, I've been seeing that pop up, and I'm like, I don't give a fuck. But I, I'll, maybe I'll read some more about it when I get home, or maybe I'll read about it before we leave today. Um, 7-Eleven accused of weaponizing ice raids to shed troublesome franchi- franchisees. Ooh, that's, di- yeah, well, it's not surprising at all, right? It's like swatting somebody, basically, you know what I mean? Well, I don't know if it's worse, right? Some of anyway, uh, social media growth is over in the U.S. No shit, which is its most valuable market. Recode, yeah, they've been kind of all over that sort of. That story's been uh, bubbling for like a week or something. Like there must have been a. I think there was some sort of study that uh, showed that Facebook sort of topped out, like, like it, the the ones, <laughs> like it's weird. Because, like, technology is sort of funky in a way, right? Because not everybody's at the same level, right? So, but, like, the way that our economy works and shit is made to, like, sort of tap out or some shit at, like, a certain position, right? Like, at some point, these motherfuckers down here just ain't never going to get on because they can't afford it, right? You know, and that, that number keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger, and the number of motherfuckers that can't afford it's shrinking, so it's like, it's it's a weird, it's a funky, funky, funky business model y'all got around y'all. All right, um, new study claims Facebook, Instagram, and Snapchat are linked to depression. <laughs> Thanks, Pocket Watch. No shit, people have been saying that for a long time too. You know what? <laughs> I'm still pissed off about that legalizing fucking um what, what's we call it uh sports betting and shit that's that's so what well, look i've been mad about this shit ever since they basically allowed they said like how about we use the indians as a loophole to let gambling just be a national thing Ugh, like i am not a moralist and if you find fun and i just find no joy in gambling and it seems like an awful habit and i smoke cigarettes <laughs> but like it won't ruin me you fucking can just like i just so many stories of people just fucking up my mom gambles but she's like i don't know what it is like i don't know if she's like good at it or she just knows her little game she likes to play or whatever but never like You know, whatever the fuck. I don't know what you get out of it. <laughs> I'm assuming it's something like that, but. And then it's just been creeping, like, and all the goddamn free to play games are just basically, you know, just, ah, oh, just virgins of the like, gambling machines, and it's so gross. Uh, that's the shit that really, like, it's funny. I, I listened to this one show, um, and I don't know why sometimes, but I think it's because I like to hear the views of people. Like, I, I like to hear different views. I like to hear different people. In their-
Oh, oh, so this time it's different, right? If nothing's funny, God damn it, my knee hit the thing. Um, yeah, if nothing's funny to you, then make something that's funny to you. And if not, and he's like a critic, and you're like, oh my God. What, what, it, it sounds weirdly whiny. And like, it, <laughs> like, it's it's a thing of like weird expectations to me. That's what it makes me think about. Like, what what why why what do you want out of this world? Right? This guy had a fucking like travel show or travel. He writes travel articles and shit. They pay him to fly around the fucking world and shit. So this guy is like, you know, he's got life by the ball sort of, and he's still like, oh, you know. It's got to be, like, really dark. <laughs> it's not that dark guy. <laughs> I've been... Like I said, I was reading about gibbeting <laughs> last weekend. <laughs> right? <laughs> Just, like, bleeding out of, like, Queen Mary of Scots and all kinds of weird shit. <laughs> it's such a great word, gibbeting. Ooh, it sounds awful. He got gibbeted. Oh, Fuck. Just hang, hung, literally hung out to dry. Ooh, fuck off. Anyway, talk about a side tangent. But you know what? I was talking to um, uh, Capital the other day, and I was telling him, well, you know, now that I've, like, stopped drinking, like, for real, like, I'm thinking, like, I might try to get up more and like actually try to do it serious this time and he's like yeah man like he's like yeah i've like basically he's like he's like not, he's like i'm 21 i basically like like stop smoking weed especially like during the day and shit because like it's like well yeah that's a good technique like treat it like a job right because if this is the job that you want 
and in like 10 years you hope to be like successful and like be at least get paid to be a touring comedian then you have to treat this like you are like at work so you can't be getting all fucked up and shit and then like <laughs> try to perform right i mean you can but you're never gonna get anywhere i mean you could but i doubt it i mean if you don't feel comfortable up there when you're stoned or whatever the fuck you don't feel you're funniest then why the fuck would you want to do that right and he's like fuck yeah well of course it was like on the same we were same page in it and shit and it was really cool but isn't that wild like some motherfuckers man they don't give a fuck but like anyway but uh what's i gotta do with this dude but he's like yeah man like everybody's telling the same fucking jokes and or, you know i was like now that shit really moves me it's like well man look at yourself bruh you know maybe you're just sad <laughs> maybe you're just <laughs> you know maybe you just don't like pe- people but he's like yeah but he loves like really fucking like there's something in philadelphia whatever the fuck that show's called the danny devito show weird holy shit i was listening to a thing on the radio the other on the radio podcast whatever the fuck you want to call them the other night and this dude oh it was on the rialto report it was one of those porno dudes and this guy couldn't sound any more like fucking danny devito than like he was like a sound alike it was crazy it, it, it when whoever dies first the other one can go over and like use their voice as a voiceover it's it's bananas it's bananas it, it's a it was it's amazing anyway i was trying to think it was i don't think it was captain lust it was some other one it might have been captain lust yeah but anyway this this, this guy gets one there and he just starts talking like danny vito it's just so weird oh man anyway it was it, crazy it was so weird like i i almost went back to check to see if i like didn't hear that that was actually danny devito on the motherfucker you know <laughs> that crazy anyway whatever uh oh yeah uh inside this oh yeah link to depression that's how the fuck we got there because that makes sense <laughs> oh yeah depression it just made me think of that dude <sighs> the fuck out maybe you know but then again this same guy before i go on jesus christ i can't get off this guy it was just on my head this is the last thing i listened to before i came in here and like this guy was talking about like how uh he was always driven he was driven by like wanting to beat this like his brother or something like that be better than his brother who was like a doctor and shit and he's like pissed about how he's obviously he seems like i don't know what the fuck he is right he doesn't know what the fuck he is and he's busy going yeah i think that's more what it is he's like at that age or he's like he's confused he's he doesn't really know what the fuck he wants to do he spent x amount of time doing stand-up he's spent this amount of time writing he's not seemed fulfilled by anything that he's doing and i was like yeah and part of it the main part the whole thing the reason i brought this shit up was like his part of that competition he's like yeah man so i wanted to like dress good and get pussy and shit and like just like get laid and look good because i'm cute and all this shit right it's like a really big ego on him and which you know good good on you dude but um it just seems like such shallow fucking things that those were your driving impulses was to dress nice and fuck that's it I, a lot of people anybody weirdly not to say anybody could do that but almost anybody could do that 
point when i was in oakland homeless the motherfuckers i got like two three 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 brand new fitted suits from this place that would like help you get a job if you was like out there b so come on any anybody can look good <laughs> can dress nice and if you can talk probably get some pussy so like that's not you know to me that just doesn't like that maybe that's i'm sure that's fulfilling for some people but it certainly didn't seem like it fulfilled him in fact my man was like uh i was thinking about uh lately i've been thinking about having kids which sounds like i've (laughs) that sounds like the hail mary of a desperate fuck and like he was like yes i was thinking about like you know like wedding somebody tying somebody down or some shit like that and i was like yo b <laughs> this is your motivation for wanting to be in a relationship is to have a child that's it haven't you ever heard about women that do that shouldn't be like whoa that's kind of you know that might be a little too too forward motherfucker it's like wow man it's like that, that's that's what i was saying that's why maybe that's what was so fascinating to me just this whole attitude and like when i see shit like facebook instagram snapchat it, i like i make a leap sometimes so like ah, i could see like if you're constantly like performing like you're never really like, your real you you don't have time to figure out the real you that's really the the most best part about like having the time when you're not working it's like you find out who you are that's fucking invaluable that's worth more than all the fucking money in the world i don't give a fuck anyway all right the inside story of Qantas, a failed health tech startup whose alumni are now health leaders at apple amazon alphabet and other a words no other giants cnbc falling up failing upward yes they're just like those stinky Republicans. Anyway. Uh, good. They're there across the street, ladies and gentlemen. Update, update. I will take a break at some point and I will run across and tell them that there was a gentleman that was looking for him. But, um. Anyway. Brexit! Brexit negotiators say draft treaty is closed. Financial Times. EU diplomats crying wolf again? We must vote against the deal. Jacob Rees Moog's Brexiteers unite with the DUP and publicly vow to torpedo Theresa May's Brexit plan if it threatens the union as four remainder ministers prepare to resign. Daily Mail. There's a lot of motherfuckers jumping ship, huh? I've been hearing a lot about that. A lot of guys like. Well, you know, uh, like Boris Johnson, like Joe Johnson or some shit. I didn't even know he had a fucking brother. He like resigned or some shit like the other night. That is no joke. This Brexit thing coming down. That thing is no. It's gonna fuck up their entire economy, bro. It's like oof. That when I think about that for half a second, it's such a crazy idea to me. Like. Another quick break in the news. There's this tree out uh, outside in the the next door neighbors from the radio station. When I first came here, 
I believe the lady or person, the male, whoever the fuck was there, was still either alive or had just died. Because the tree was like sculpted, pruned in this really interesting little way. Like it looked like a cylinder, like a can, sort of. Up, really tight, really kind of cute. And, um, but like sort of squat like a squat can <laughs> they make beer cans sort of like that or um oh what are those fucking cans they have like these like mixed drinks in a can that are really fucking sort of short and squat or like it's weird anyway whatever the fuck who cares <laughs> or like you know what how about like a heineken can that's kind of more relatable right where they're kind of you know they're sort of squeezed but anyway it was more skinny but whoever the fuck cares. But now it's a little, it's taller and more out and shit, right? Because whoever the fuck is over there hasn't really either moved in or is just like squatting or whatever the fuck. And like the tree, I've seen it get outgrown and then regrown and outgrown and then like kind of reprune and shit like over the last few years. And it made me think of my old neighbor. We had old neighbors back when we moved into the suburb and shit. And, um, I remember when uh, first her husband died and they used to have these beautiful roses that would like separate sort of our thing, our two properties. And he would just have this row of rose rose bushes um, that he planted for his wife that he really loved, obviously. And uh, like I said, just older people. Um, Shit, probably born either in the 20s or the 30s. Shit, probably the 20s. Maybe older than that, maybe the teens. Anyway, who gives a flying... Um, but when he died, she kind of let the roses go to pot and, uh, just sort of let the grass regrow over it. And then, um, and then when she died, it just sort of all kind of got overgrown and it's just, it's just funny. It was like a funny sort of echo of that seeing it just sort of struck me today just um because it's sort of fall now and one of the cute things that they've done up the street i thought was really interesting really nice um basically all the trees in this area are green like not i don't know if they're evergreen or what the fuck but they stay green for a long time but there's a really nice boys and girls club uh on the block uh behind me basically (laughs) right next to me when i walk down the street i walk right next to it and um Right past the front door. Those cute kids. They're really cool. And, um... What the fuck? Oh, they they laid out on their row of trees, like, these trees that really change colors in the fall for these kids to see. I'm sure that's why they did it. Because, like, there's, like, this beautiful, like... They're, like, turning from, like, green and orange and yellow and shit. And it's just gorgeous and like there's like maybe four four of them i think three or four that like because i walk past the front door like i said and they're right out there they're like you know there's place in the traditional um street uh tree you know protocol spots or whatever the fuck but um they made sure that they planted these sort of pretty trees that would um do this in the fall so that they it, I would assume so that the kids could actually get like a true, like a true to life example of the seasons changing and how pretty that shit is and how sort of magical all that sort of 
it's not magic it's fucking science but like how just sort of how magical it all sort of is when it all happens together and just yeah it's cool man it's really cool it's nice it's a nice uh subtle uh um detail that you know it's not necessary but it's i think it has to be worth its weight in fucking gold that's cool man you know it's like a memory it's like a subtle memory that a child would have that you know they'll sort of carry with them that's cool shit man that's the kind of fucking uh what would you call it um not brainwashing but like uh what would you what sort of like uh, god damn it subliminal yeah subliminal messaging that's the kind of subliminal messaging i like (laughs) you know positive shit hey you know what trees are fucking pretty respect them and love them cool (laughs) move on (laughs) they didn't have to say nothing just make it look pretty there you go (laughs) yeah anyway and see how they change you know things like god damn it how interesting the world is so my mother always said george you're never bored there's always something to do and she's dead right there is always something to do and there's always something to keep your mind active anyway we must vote against the deal jacob oh yeah we already did that bullshit that was daily mail jeremy corbyn meets head of mi's yeah, mi6 for the first time uh, amid snap election fears i i like i remember when he was running i remember when he got elected i don't know is he he's not the fucking prime minister so what is he like the opposition leader like who what does he do it, it, does he ever get into office like what the fuck it, i thought he won like the prime i don't know what the fuck man i do not know i don't get it i don't know what he what he what anyway i'll anyway, read up on that and try to sort it out uh well we got time i still got like an hour uh jeremy that was from the telegraph uh from user friendly lol snap election in the cards hmm uh, Brexit in name only, causes and consequences by Dr. Lee Jones. Briefings for Brexit. Not sure a quote-unquote clean Brexit, which the author regards as the road not taken, was possible either. The city has been threatened before. It'll be just fine after Brexit. Brexit. Financial news. Okay, guys. Adding kitties to politics improves Mimi's post. Hmm. Um, that's, uh, from forward from grandma Reddit. Hmm. I don't know what that means. <laughs> I don't know, but like, the city has been threatened before. We'll see, man. We'll see. You know, like maybe they've moved their fucking big money around enough by the time that this shit actually comes through. I'm sure they've been delaying and delaying and pushing and all sorts of shit so they can scooch that fucking trillions of dollars wherever the fuck they need to put it before that hammer drops <laughs> which i don't even know what kind of, it, it's gonna fuck up a lot of shit between what like um uh, uh shipping travel uh like all sorts of passport shit like that whole island <laughs> it's really funny people some people are like i don't give a fuck about ireland border man i'm in london <laughs> and some people in ireland like, i don't give a fuck about them goddamn it down there but like oh it's gonna be weird anyway um syracistan u.s and saudi officials have heard tapes of oh god of uh Kesogi's killing turkey president says oh god They've heard tapes of the killing. What the fuck? 
10 years gone iraq and afghanistan vets on what it all meant <laughs> is that fucking song dust in the wind uh that should be playing under that by the american conservative <laughs> for sure i'm serious I'm fucking play dust in the wind why not Um, oh, that, uh, <laughs> that really gross fucking killing story was by the LA Times. China, China. Who says China? I remember somebody remember saying that all the time. It's like a president or something. China. Was that Bush? Anyway. Uh, China steps up drone race with stealth aircraft. Oh, yeah, I remember that. I saw that earlier. From fizz.org. China has developed a virtual anchor to deliver the news. CNN. Oh, that's funny. First, it, I, I was reading it weird, like a virtual anchor. I was thinking like a computer, like a like an anchor, like on a boat. <laughs> I was like, "What? Doesn't make any sense." Oh yeah, duh. No, you mean like a broadcasting person? <laughs> Thanks, CNN. Uh, no left turn in Russia. No shit. <laughs> Carnegie Moscow Center. Fuck that. India estimating India's nuclear weapons pr- uh, producing capacity. Bulletin of the atomic scientists. I like shit like that. Um, not not that shit. Not the weapons producing capacity. I like the bulletin of atomic scientists. I like those. I like. There's like a bunch of those from the fifties and shit that are cool. Um, India's ruling PJP turns up Hindu nationalist heat with renaming statute plan. Oof. It's going to end great, guys. Trump transition. Trump and Macron find common ground after defense spending row. Financial Times. Jarwowski's uh, roadmap may not guide Mueller. Lawfare. Whatever. That's pretty awful. Navarro tells Wall Street, quote unquote, globalist billionaires to end, quote unquote, shuttle diplomacy in U.S. China trade war politico. Jesus Christ, what's wrong with people? So, what, what's he saying? So, Navarro tells Soros to end shuttle diplomacy. <laughs> Fuck off. The VA uh, shadow rulers uh, signature program is t- trending towards red. ProPublica? The Veterans Association Shadow Rulers? Or Virginia Shadow Rulers. I don't have to look that up. On this World War One anniversary, let's not celebrate Woodrow Wilson. No shit. He's a weirdo. <laughs> uh, Washington Post. I'd say Wilson exemplifies the Peter Principle for university administrators, except Wilson wasn't incompetent. That's pretty true. Update. I really should have thought to include the series finale. Oh, Black Adder goes forth from uh, World War One. Hey, look at old... Uh, Oh, fucking oh god it's so stupid right now <laughs> call mr bean fuck it realignment and legitimacy who's the real american psycho marine dowd new york times war criminals turned liberal heroes are festooned with book and tv contrast podcasts and op-ed purchase yup a bit stunning to see a sentence like that in a modo column <laughs> I like when people do that. I got one I like to do. I forget what's it? A loco do. <laughs> what is that? What's a loco do? That's the lowest common denominator. <laughs> it's all fucking commercials and all that shit. That's just so funny. I saw something um 
Oh, I was watching. Oh, man. Fucking, I love Huel Hauser. He's one of my favorite people ever. He really introduced me to, like, California and sort of its richness and greatness. And he's such a goddamn great fucking broadcaster. He was so cool. I actually got sad when he died, like, a couple of years ago. And um, so I guess I just kind of went back and watched some California's Gold, man. And God damn it, if he doesn't, oh, he's the best. He's so fucking good. Anyway, um, and <laughs> he's so damn delightful that, and he's so authentic, and he finds interesting subjects, and he's truly proud, and like, it's, I can watch him forever. He is truly, he is California's gold. He is the best. And, um, God damn it. Um, uh, he's such the opposite of the lowest common denominator. He's the fucking best. God damn it. But I watched him interview Dolly Parton when he was a young man, like right before, right at the premiere to nine to five yeah right before yeah literally right before <laughs> like it's about to premiere and uh it's cool like um you know because she's she, you know what weirdly he doesn't play music but he um in like attitude wise and shit he would remind you of uh dolly parton-ish real positive and like happy to fucking be in this world it's like the polar opposite of that dude from the show. Maybe that's why it struck me so much. You know, the previous night watching all that, like, just just lust for life. And then, like, <laughs> just, like, beg for death. <laughs> but not too, but too much of a pussy to just fucking go jump off the goddamn Golden Gate Bridge. You know, just, just live in his... Just, shittiness or whatever get wifey'd <laughs> yeah, whatever the fuck he wants to do have fucking kids and make them miserable like wait what why would you want to, how why is that the solution if you want if you the world's so bad why do you want to subject more goddamn people to it what's wrong with your ego because i can only imagine the fucking dad that you'll be ugh you know, pushing your fucking kid to do the shit that you fucked up with in your own stupid life. You know? <laughs> I'm all for do what you want, man. It's just... Don't fucking turn my day into your fucking bad news, bear. Because <laughs> you can't get it together. Because you... <laughs> Go see open micers. Go see different shit. <laughs> There's more to the world than, like, this, you know, he gets hyped up over some music and shit. Good, good. Maybe follow that bliss. Go find something. Obviously, what you're doing ain't working, baby. <laughs> hey, baby. Anyway, Rebirth of a Nation, Jonathan Taplin Harper's. On one hand, his administration may represent the consolidation of minority control by a Republican-dominated Senate under the leadership of a president who came into office after losing the popular vote by almost 3 million ballots. Such an imbalance of power could lead to a second civil war. Indeed, the nation's first and only great fraternal conflagration was sparked off in part for precisely this reason. Who huh. oh boy. The civil war wasn't, quote-unquote, sparked by an imbalance of power one of those powers was the slave power.
power. I mean, it really takes brass ones to, er- to erase the abolitionists, but that's what Taplin does. <laughs> Quote unquote, in part, is doing a lot of work there. <laughs> Even when coupled with, quote unquote, precisely a nice dodge. <laughs> His piece is a brilliant, a brilliant illustration of quote of process liberal, liberal process liberalism, an object lesson uh, that elite liberal Democrat factions would prefer to break up the country. You will rule or ruin in all events, quote unquote, rather than soil themselves by asking for votes in rural areas. And the ask is easy. Schlotten in Iowa, District 4, and Golden in, uh, uh, what's that, Missouri? District 2, the nation's most second rural district, would be disappointed, though perhaps not surprised to hear this. (laughs) Scum versus scum. Chris Hedges, Truth Dig. You can get a little out there, but he's fucking, he's on the right side of history. Our two states, Capital Facts of Illinois. Democrats ride monster fundraising to take house. GOP successfully picks its Senate battles. Open secrets. You know that <clears throat> all that fundraising is not a like a good thing. <laughs> I don't know why that's always like a headline. Look at all the money they raised. <laughs> they, they owe people that money. <laughs> it means that they're just. That means that they're just fucking suckers to these other assholes. Unless it's like small donations, getting all that money is not a good thing. <laughs> Dear Democrats, don't be stooges too. Corporate stooges too. Yeah, no shit. Nick Hanover, the hill. Well, I'll tell you what. There are certain ones that will, and there are certain ones that are just like, weirdly, Democrat in name only, because they're really independent, That like or, or true Democrats, either way you want to put it, you know, because since the goddamn party's been tilting right my entire fucking life it's been really shitty to actually walk and be like conscious of this whole goddamn rigmarole for a lot of years and just watch it happen this kid doesn't even like (laughs) he has no perspective on it it seems or if it does, it's like uh, like the doctor with the knee tapper. It's like herky-jerky, you know? It's like, I, I don't even know if he would even understand the idea of process liberalism. You know? The idea, the idea that, like, <laughs> we would rather go down swinging fucking corporate cash than fucking deal with actual issues is such a fuck you to like your entire job ah it's so sad it's just sad because it doesn't have to be like this at all (laughs) that's the sad part it's like yeah no it doesn't no nope but whatever it's the world we live in uh florida recounts begin as tensions escalate across state oh yeah the real racy too like the fucking white guy went hard on calling the fucking black guy a nigger a lot of times. <laughs> so this should be interesting. And the fucking white guy's like an old, like, uh, like old white dude. And the young, he's like a young black brother. Yeah, we'll see. Got all that extra bullshit to go on. On top of like, you know, the white guy's like, abortions suck. <laughs> you know, 
all that should give all the corporations all the money in the world you know let's cut all the taxes <laughs> fuck welfare people let's drug test everybody let's get, let's get some more goddamn people in jail <laughs> you know the standard ass republican line you know let's, please let's can we get more ice on the streets <laughs> you know uh you know let's just lock everything down right, that, that type of shit that's been their line my whole life <laughs> fuck that Anyway, and what's weird is like I've read about you know traditional republicanism, which you know like anyway it is not what they're fucking selling, but whatever, you know. I I can absolutely understand wanting to be fiscally conservative, even though it's bullshit if you know money management theory, the fact that it's all sort of horseshit, right? But whatever. But I can understand like in a household. You know, where you can fucking, you you do not have the option of printing money. <laughs> well, I mean, you do have the option, you just go to jail for it. <laughs> Everybody's got that option, right? I can do Yeah, we got a copy in this motherfucker, right? <laughs> That's still funny to me, that Xerox. Like, first I thought it was weird that, like, you know, they'll report it, you know, if, especially, like, if you're, especially now. Like, even in 2000 or whenever the fuck I was working for them, they, um their uh things were all connected through the internet and everything so they knew every goddamn copy that went through but back in the day like like it had something in it that like if you copy like a dollar bill or whatever that motherfucker would hold it and report shit (laughs) like (laughs) this motherfucker like it's got something in it that when that thing hits it like click (laughs) at blank time blank day this motherfucker did this like yeah but now it's like they got everything every fucking that's such like but pre-internet like when pre like every like social media being like as ubiquitous as it is now like back then like even fuck before that like when it was strictly like an office thing the amount of information that xerox has on like people and shit is bananas because they have a copy of every copy that goes across their line which is fucking nuts but anyway man that's wild ain't it i used to think about that when i used to work there they're like man like the pentagon all that everything that has a fucking xerox tag on it that I would assume would be serviced by a Xerox technician to fix your xenographic modulator and all that other bullshit. Anyway. Uh, what are we at? Oh, yeah. Okay. Big Brother is watching you watch. Big Brother is watching you watch. Oh, wait. Before we get to that, state election observers have seen no evidence of criminal activity in Broward County. That's from the Miami Herald. Good job, fellas. Big Brother is watching you watch. Big Brother is watching you watch. Amazon's smart doorbell is creepy as hell for medium. I'm going to check that out after the break. Um, Class warfare tech CEOs are in love with their principal doomsayer, New York Times. He worries that because of technological revolutions work requires so few laborers, Silicon Valley is creating a tiny ruling class and a teeming, furious, useless class. Capitol Hill, democracy. This system is a moral horror. 
quote unquote Jacobin. That should be funny. Um, <clears throat> well, it is a moral horror, but you know, it's fun. It just seems it's always weird to me. I don't know why. It's like people just uh, either just now noticing it or like, which is horseshit because they've been writing about this shit since I was a kid. <laughs> Once again, go read Z Magazine. Go read any of that shit. It's just the same shit. <laughs> be afraid of economic bigness. Be very afraid. No shit. Oh, it's Tim Wu. I love Tim Wu. He's a fucking, he's really cool. The URL likely auto-generated from the original title. Fascism, economy, monopoly. Not quite so anodyne. <laughs> Uh, Camille Pelig- uh, Paglia. It's time for a new map of the gender world. Interview with Kilet. Phenomenally saddening. Inside the sordid world for... Oh, yeah, I read that. Inside the sordid world for America's for-profit colleges. I always like reading those things because they're always so shit. Oh, God. That's just like those... Um, it's like Amway or some shit. It's the worst. It's just like, oh, boy. What was that? Mid-level marketing? What was it? Who's called that shit? Anyway, who cares the fuck? <laughs> it's, it's awful. What's the one they, they got all the Spanish people doing now? Like nature, some shit. <laughs> some shit. <laughs> Motherfuckers, you see it on the side of cars. Like you used to see, uh, when I was a kid, you used to see uh, Mary Mary Kay. Uh, yeah, was it Mary Kay with the pink? Some shit, yeah. I'm a Mary Kay representative. <laughs> all right, man. I, I wouldn't be surprised if they're still in business. I was shocked to find out that fucking Comic View was still on the air. <laughs> one of the few that, once again, one of, that's why I like listening to those shows. It was like, God damn, I didn't even know. They called it an institution. <laughs> an institution like Comic View. Oof. That's like it's like the old thing they say about like prostitution and hookers and shit, right? You stick around long enough, God damn it, you'll get respect. <laughs> That show stinks. That show's always stunk. Comic View ain't funny. Comic View ain't never been that damn funny. Especially like when you had Deaf Comedy Jam on. And that shit started not being very funny around like the end of their fucking run. But, oh, man. Like, you know, they're always hit and miss, but they were really hitting in the, you know, they brought the fucking guns out those first two, three seasons. They were bang, bang. But I know that there was more than four seasons, three, four seasons worth of good fucking black comedians working in America at the time. I just think that probably it should started being like, well, hookups and my boy and this, that and the other thing probably worked its way into the shit a little more than it had to. But, you know, boy, oh boy, that that got now you talk about a fucking legendary institution type shit. But. That's what's fucked up too, is that they ripped off the show. Def Jam is just a rip off of the show that Robin Harris was hosting back in the day. And they did all the shit with the DJs and the music and the whole but basically like a party atmosphere. And then fucking Russell Simmons ass comes in and just just takes it. Puts it on motherfucking HBO. And here we go. Bing bing boom. That's why I'm talking about Def Comedy Jam and not Robin Harris's live show. Anyway. Which is really funny, in fact, because I grew up with that shit. Because I was watching the Robin Robert Townsend and his partners in crime with my parents, and I would have Robin Harris. I would have the motherfucker that was on his show and shit, you know, because he was anyway swinging that lumbar before any of that shit was on the air. You know, Tommy Davidson would be on there pre fucking uh, in Living Color. 
I, I could still <laughs> his prints at McDonald's. I still can fucking remember. <laughs> Just the other day, I'm walking down the street, feeling kind of tired and high. <laughs> Walked into McDonald's, uh, 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 I got a burger and some fries. <laughs> Uh, looked at the girl, uh, she looked me in the face, greet me with a nice smile. <laughs> like, I walked around the corner and looked in my bag. <laughs> he starts like that. He goes, that ain't me, that, that ain't Prince. That, that's, that's, that's the melody. <laughs> <laughs> Just the other day. Anyway, looked him in the corner and looked in my bag. She forgot my motherfucking fries. Boo, boo, boo. <laughs> I mean, and that was about as hard as the fucking jokes. My motherfucking fries. Like you didn't hear a lot of cussing like that, like back in the day, like that. But my man came out. She forgot my motherfucking fry. Because it's Prince and, you know, he's got to be outrageous. So it's, it works in the premise of the joke. It's such a smartly written joke. And maybe that guy doesn't see that shit anymore. Maybe he never seen that type of shit. You know? That's what's so interesting to me. Like, his experiences and mine are so different that it's, um... That's a loud lady. That lady's loud on her phone. Anyway... L.A. band three three threat threat. I'm gonna call him threaten, even though it's like it, it looks like eaten, like threaten or like threaten. Maybe it's maybe it's threaten. Faked a fan base to land a European tour. No one attended. Oh fuck, that's funny, dog. Okay, there's two we're going to look at after we get back from the break really quick. Because we're not, I'm looking at the time and it's tick, 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 ticking away really fast. All right, uh, we're almost done here. Bug Bounty Hunter ran ISP doxing service. Ooh, fuck. Oh, that first one's Metal Sucks. This one's Krebs on Security. That's a damn good website, by the way. If you're interested at all about security online, Krebs on Security is like, if not the home of like the most like comprehensive and up to date and like like technically proficient sites like that is written in a language that humans <laughs> non like hackers can read and shit and hackers can appreciate quite well because they get it you know but it's a really good fucking website um you know they they do it for the plebs and the and the fucking true you know techies tech techos Specification uh, gaming examples and AI master list. Farik? Oh, no. A robotic arm uh, trained to slide a block to a target position on a table achieves the goal by moving the table itself. But aren't these specs basically how evolution works? Eh, no shit. Speaking of, uh, speaking of gaming, um, right now, uh, they just started like the like a world championship or some there's some high end fucking ch uh, chess match. I don't know if it's for the world title, but it seems like it may be or some shit. But it's between like 
an American who would be like the first American. This is why I've heard about it. Obviously, it was in the Guardian, and <laughs> but it was like an American versus a Dutch fella, and uh, this Dutch fella is like a fucking genius kid, and um, the American was like paid hella money when his late teens with like coaches and shit. <clears throat> it's weirdly like the opposite of rocky where like like rocky four <laughs> like the dutch is like rocky <laughs> sort of <laughs> and the americans like this trained up weirdo but he would be the first to win since like bobby fisher and i think 72 or six or something i think it was two for some reason so this is sort of a half-ass big deal it must be for the championship or something because presumably <laughs> They said either 20 to 25%, I think it was like a quarter of all Dutch households will watch at least, I think they said like either like an hour or like a match of of this fucking thing. And like, um, that's crazy. <laughs> that's nuts, man. Who the fuck? Okay, man. Like, it's cool but uh but it's weird because it like i've sort of read like a wrap-up of it because they had it live oh yeah that's part of it they're showing it live like through like all the you know the whole live in dutch it like if you're in the deutschland the motherfucker's like on like like it'd be like cbs here or you know nbc you know it was like on a major fucking network like tv or maybe or, or it's like pbs you know because it was like TV4, but I don't know. They, they may number their channels different. I would assume they do, George. Because <laughs> they name they number them different from this town to the town over. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. Um, do the all mics again. I don't want to roll around and make all this dumb noise. But I'm gonna go to break, and uh, I think some Al Wilson's in order. Let's see. There you go. Lyrics is fine. I don't. I never understand why the fuck they say, like, show and tell. No, listen. Lyrics. Like, <laughs> I, it must be for like karaoke, but it's so stupid.
at y'all. A little bit of uh, honeymoon. That's we. <coughs> Excuse me. Yikes a doodle. Yikes a waggle. Anyway, no, I didn't make it across the street. I'll do it after I get out of here. Uh, doop, 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 doop. Let's see. Amazon Smart. Oh, what the fuck? Let's reload the page. Come on. There we go. Let's see. Okay. Ring. It's called Ring. The dark future of Neighborhood Watch has arrived. Oh, Lord. Ring. An Amazon owned, which is also already shitty. <laughs> oh, man. Before I get into this, I you know what? I already said my nose was cold earlier. But worse than that, I am... like. My kryptonite is when my hands get cold, and my hands have been fucking cold, like, all day. And I don't know what it is, but when my hands get cold, like, my whole body, like, I shivered when I was standing in the door smoking a cigarette for just that half a second before this song ended. Like, a full body, I grabbed that goddamn Tivana, and, like, my whole body just shook. Like, whoa. <laughs> and they're still cold. I'm rubbing them and shit. I stood in the sun. I'm like, oh, man. Oh, it's the worst. Like I like my whole like I'm like it doesn't matter like if the rest of me is warm. If my hands are cold, it doesn't fucking matter. Nope, it, nope, it doesn't matter. Like I'm just freezing. Like I'll sit on them and shit. Nothing works. Oh, it's the worst. And like I love these goddamn chairs, but these are the worst hand warming chairs. Cause there's <laughs> there there's no padding to them. It's just like. They're just like sitting on like uh, bungee cords or some shit. So I was like, oh, God damn it. Anyway, so I can't even sit on my hands, which doesn't work anyway. Well, whatever. Fuck it. But isn't that awful? <laughs> no, it's not awful. <laughs> There's way worse shit in this world. But it's just this one thing. Every goddamn time my hands get cold. That's one of the reasons I moved out of fucking Michigan. I hate when my goddamn hands get cold anyway. It's funny. <laughs> it's like I don't get really upset about. But I guess maybe I do. I don't know. Who cares? Someone finally invented screen blocking glasses. Whatever that is. I'll read all this shit when I get home. But anyway, ring. Let's see. Oh, great. An Amazon owned smart door, smart doorbell company. Smart, awful word. It's automatically going to be fucked. Um, wants to help you and your neighbors gossip about quote unquote suspicious activity on your street with a standalone app called Neighbors. The app, which was introduced in May, I love it when one of the funny things about uh, uh, reading things online to me is like when to highlight the link that it's a hyperlink, as they call it, you know, as they call it, who the fuck calls it that anymore? But is if it's, it's always underlined, so it's like a standalone app called Underlined Neighbors, which was underlined introduced in May. <laughs> Just funny. It's like, well, of course. Okay, well, yes. You know, because what that connotes to me is this This will lead me to the story. This is their introduction. Oh, look, uh, this new blah, 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 technology ring, this, that, and the other thing. This does this, that, and whatever the fuck. It costs X amount of dollars. Uh Encourages people to bring their surveillance state home by uploading video clips and publishing reports about neighborhood activities, which are then broadcast to other users and participating police departments. Ring markets neighbors as a modern version of an old-school neighborhood watch program, encouraging communities to band together to protect one another and combat crime. 
You know, crime's not a fucking really big thing. Anyway, in a commercial for neighbors, oh, that in a commercial for neighbors, a pair of greasy would-be package thieves are deterred from their crime after realizing video of them is being broadcast throughout the neighborhood. No cops are called, but a man walking his beagle, who's been alerted to their presence through their neighbor's app, watches the thwarted thieves drive their clunker out of the neighborhood. Crime averted. <laughs> is this thing on what the fuck <laughs> two things makes neighbors different than similar vices like next door Oof. first is the exclusive focus on crime neighbors prohibits posts that aren't about crime and safety which means that you have not if you have nothing suspicious to post about you're not welcome to post at all baby Second is the direct connection neighbors forges with police. Not only will you and your neighbors be watching your streets through the app, so will the cops. Police departments can join neighbors, view publicly uploaded videos, and request additional data from Ring for areas where, quote-unquote, an incident may have occurred. Just like traditional neighborhood watch programs, neighbors will give cops extra eyes on the street. But instead of reports from block captains, police will get video streams uploaded by the community. <laughs> what is clear... <laughs> is that Neighborhood Watch is great at violating people's civil rights, encouraging racial profiling, and annoying neighbors. Sure, no one wants to feel unsafe walking down the street or in their own home. No shit. <laughs> I... Critical thinking, people. Critical thinking. The idea... My people are so fucking scared in this world is wild to me. It's always been weird to me. Like, where the what the fuck? You believe all this horseshit? Anyway, <laughs> studies on uh, let's see. Oh yeah, in theory, introducing a simple app-based way for individuals to engage in the most well-known crime prevention program in the country seems reasonable, but no one is sure if neighborhood watch programs actually work. They don't. <clears throat> Studies on neighborhood watch are rare because they don't work, and the data indicates that while some communities with neighborhood watch uh, programs experience a drop in crimes, others actually see crime spike. Most see little change at all. Exactly. What is clear is that Neighborhood Watch is great at violating people's civil rights, encouraging racial profiling, and annoying neighbors. And all these pro uh, problems are only poised to get worse as high-tech peer-to-peer surveillance increases. No shit. Then they give you a history of uh, the Neighborhood Watch, which is sort of interesting. There are many trace the origin of a Neighborhood Watch program to the murder of Kitty Genovese in 1964. She was on her way home from work when Walter Mosley, I'm assuming, uh, yeah, I've heard of Walter Mosley, I'm assuming I'm blank, eh? stabbed her in the back and dragged her inside where he attempted to rape her. Eventually, she bled to death. Two weeks later, New York uh, Times reported that 37 of her neighbors had watched the attack and failed to call the police. Yeah, I've heard of, yeah, I've heard of this. Yeah, the report of callousness of Genevieve's neighbors ignited fury across the country and, well, see, anyway. It's the report that ignited. It was the constant beating the drum of her fucking shitty neighbors that got that going. It wasn't just the fact that she had shitty neighbors. In fact, it's not even that she had shitty neighbors. 
They were just as concerned as these other fuckers are with this goddamn ring that they don't want to be the next fucking victim. <laughs> so they stayed home and they called the police. Which, by the way, I always fucking say this, but police are generally like generally the janitors of shit. They're there to clean shit up after the fact. It's rare that you get like that thing that happened the other day where the cop goes in shooting at this guy because this shit is rare. That's why it's on the fucking news. Most murders aren't on the damn news. They're just like, you know, fucking picking up the damn pieces. So it's so silly to me how they always say how goddamn dangerous the job of police is. It's not as fucking dangerous as like other fucking jobs that normal people have and they don't get half the goddamn benefits and other horseshit amenities for this undertrained, weirdly staffed, bully fucking position that they have. And look, they want you to fucking spy on your neighbors, but goddammit if they'll fucking get off of any fucking information that they have when they do wrong shit. Right? But if wrong shit happens around you, or if they suspect wrong shit to possibly have happened around you, they can go fucking spy on you, man. That's fucked up. Anyway, I, I've never liked that bullshit, you know? But all these goddamn people, oh, gotta get along with fucking niggers, man. They won't rape our women. Oh, bullshit. The idea. It's. Ugh. It was like reading this thing I was reading about how, um,. White women are at a weird, if you believe in the idea of intersectionality, the idea that these fucking white ladies are sitting there and they have to basically choose, would they rather sit with the bullies and identify as a white or would you rather identify as a woman? And it seems like they have to take a side, right? Because you're you're shitty in either fucking position because you're, you're either fucking, you're oppressed in one way right because you're always going to be second class to the white dude always that you're never getting out of that rut in that fucking scenario and in the other scenario you're still getting shit on by that same dude and like you're adding this extra layer of extra horseshit into your life you know in a practical level that you know some people are not prepared or willing or want to deal with and i can understand every fucking side of all of those issues (laughs) right it's a hell of a fucking place to sit you know for some people i could see that some people are just like fucking lazy and some people are just fucking racist you know some people you know like people it takes it takes all kinds it's what makes this world a world oh god my hands are so cold i keep grabbing this fucking glass bottle and this is murdering me Anyway, whatever. Uh, yeah, of course, the details regarding the bystanders to Kitty's jet. Yeah, remember this. Here we go. The reported callousness, blah, 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 blah. And officials lamented everyone's apparent disinterest in the safety of their neighbors. Academics coined the term bystander apathy, which is bullshit. Of course, the details regarding the bystanders to Kitty uh, Genovese's death turned out to be mostly inaccurate. The Times itself would report decades later that the article grossly exaggerated the number of witnesses and what they had perceived regardless her murder changed the way americans viewed 
view their responsibilities in their neighborhoods and their connection to the police. I'm sorry. You need to fucking rephrase that. Regardless, I'm going to change the way white Americans view their responsibilities in their neighborhoods and their connection to the police. Okay. <laughs> it's not like black Americans viewed their responsibilities in their neighborhoods any damn different. Uh, survival. <laughs> All right. Of course, officials wasted. <laughs> that was my of course, of course. Like a horse. Oh, I used to like that show. God damn it. I love fucking. What's it? Alan Haley? Yeah. Yeah. That right? Anyway. Wasn't he Mr. Magoo? Something like that. He's the best. It's a fun show. No, he was Uncle Scrooge. Scrooge McDuck. Uncle Scrooge. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's who he was. I like that song. I Man, I really like those 50s, 60s goddamn theme songs. Fucking Bewitched. Uh, or I Dream of Genie. Oh, what a great fucking... It's... They... It's in a weird lineage to me. It's like uh, the theme of Super Mario Brothers. Where they're just like these weirdly infectious. And, ooh, that's weird too. Um, what are they called? Photo photo organs or whatever the fuck? Where there's like 35 of them. That was one of the California's Gold thing. But it's like, it's music with dr- drama in it and shit. It's really cool. Anyway, whatever, whatever, whatever. All right. <laughs> really running out of time. I'm eyeballing the clock and shit. But yeah, so it gives you like a quick history of the, well, quick history. The way I'm fucking sidewalling this thing. But, uh... Yeah, so they start talking about, like, several volunteer quasi-law enforcement groups that would become known as Neighborhood Watch. Several volunteer groups in the early 70s formed a group in, like, New York trying to give eyewitness accounts to an official neighborhood program developed by the National Sheriff's Association designed to quickly disseminate information to police to uh, civil uh, engagement, community, and all this bullshit. It was based on controversial research that came out of the Chicago School of Sociology, of course, that the theory that social disorganization or the lack of social control in society is what leads to crime. That makes sense. (laughs) Anarchy is bad. Social control is good. Crime. Uh, that similar to the idea promoted by the broken windows policing, which is the famous or infamous New York thing. That's the the other code word for Giuliani's horseshit when he uh quote unquote cleaned up Times Square. You need to fucking quote unquote clean up fucking Wall Street, motherfucker. Make it make our fucking society work instead of fucking worried about broken windows, you asshole. Anyway. School thought the Chicago school thought that cracking down on smaller scale crimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, right? This is stop and frisk. This is all that horse shit. Anyway. Uh, with the help of concerned neighbors could help prevent more serious criminal activity. The general idea with neighborhood watch programs is that citizens can act with as extra eyes and ears, quote unquote, in the community and report crime and suspicious behavior to the police. These programs grew without fanfare for much of the 80s and 90s. Which is what I'm, that's what I'm saying. This is the shit I used to just sit and watch keep growing and growing and growing weirdly. But actual studies were scant and their conclusions unpersuasive. No shit. 
Nevertheless, communities and police continued to start new programs throughout the country until Neighborhood Watch became the most well-known crime prevention program in the United States. Boy, oh boy, they spent a lot of time talking about the goddamn Neighborhood Watch program. CCTV, they go through CCTV. They talk about after 9-11. Jeez, oh, Pete's fucking hell. What in the fuck? Oh, okay. This, yeah. Boy, oh boy, it's been six years. Yeah. Yeah. Some of the problems endemic to Neighborhood Watch groups were thrust front and center in 2012 when Neighborhood Watch blocked Captain George Zimmerman shot and killed Trayvon Martin in a Florida subdivision. No shit. I do believe the man did get off, right? (laughs) Yeah, okay. And then while Zimmerman trial was happening, Neighborhood Watch programs were slowly making their way online with the advent of Nextdoor.com, which launched in 2011. Nextdoor was one of the first major websites to actively solicit and distribute crime and safety information to neighborhood users alongside other neighborhood-related content. And now we have Ring. And Ring, oh, I mean Neighbors, the Ring app. So Neighbors is the logical next step. A place where video clips from your doorbells and security cameras are cannibalized into content for neighbors to scroll through and police to analyze. (laughs) But Neighbors is also a glimpse into what seems like an inevitable future where neighborhood streets become a high-tech panopticon and neighbors spy on neighbors. Ladies and gentlemen. Oh, wow. Update. Following the publication of the story, a Ring representative emailed the following statement. <clears throat> Ring has community, guide- community guidelines. Remember our underlying statements? <laughs> that are strictly enforced and all flag posts are monitored by a team of trained Ring moderators. <laughs> we are constantly working to make neighbors better by continuing to add features and functionality that will help identify, reduce, and prevent the rare instances of inappropriate posts. The vast majority of posts and neighbors meet our community guidelines. Well, I'm glad to meet your community guidelines. And those that do not are quickly flagged and removed by the Ring team. We also encourage users to report inappropriate posts using our in-app flagging tool. Over the past few years, we've seen that when neighbors, the Ring team, and law enforcement all work together, we can create safer communities. <laughs> neighbors is meant to facilitate real-time communication between these groups and while maintaining uh, neighbors' privacy first and foremost. Thanks, neighbors. Ugh, gross. Hey, someone finally invented screen blocking glasses. Who gives a fuck? Oh, yeah. Real quick. So, Threaten, LA band Threaten faked a LA f- fan base to land a European tour no one attended. Oh, oh he quit mid tour. Half of Jared Threaten's band has quit mid tour and is heading home to the States with four shelter remaining. The gig at Belfast has now been canceled. Holy shit. It's a existence of a fake record label, a fake press outlet, a fake award, and more that Jared Threaten used to promote himself. Ooh. <laughs> An LA metal dude who fucked up. <laughs> Let me tell you a little more about Gerald. Um, Talking up your band a little bit to make it appear that you're more popular than you are is a rite of passage for young acts. We've heard of plenty of bands that's exaggerated sales or live show numbers to land a gig or two or talk themselves up to national media for some press attention. It comes with the territory. It's usually harmless. But the L.A. band Threaten, because I can't say it. It's T-H-R-E-A-T-I-N. Threaten. 
Threaten? Who gives a fuck? The broken up band have taken that idea to a level previously thought unimaginable. The band was able to book an entire tour of Europe despite having no fan base whatsoever, and it's all in the process of crashing around them. To do it, the band's frontman and leader, Jared Threaton, he's such a fucking goyish name. It's like Bob Burr, B-U-H-R. What? Bob Burr. All right. Anyway, posed as a non-existent booking agent slash promoter to land the gigs, used fake live footage of allegedly packed shows in L.A., bought Facebook likes, event RSVPs and YouTube views, and lied about ticket sales to swindle venue owners and talent buyers into taking on the shows. A post started making the rounds of social media when the tour kicked off on November 1st in London. A post by the venue The Underworld, which hosted the show, alleged the band's agent claimed the band had sold 291 tickets in advance, but only three people showed up. Then, then they have a Twitter thing, which has one fucking like on it. It's so weird, but it was only up for 25 minutes at that point. Things didn't get any better from there. The exchange in Bristol realized they'd had a similar hoax played on them a few days later with the quote-unquote promoter saying 180 tickets have been sold in advance only to have no one show up but a few people from the band opening band's guest list. The venue did a little digging around and discovered that three attends online number had been faked with all 100 people marked as attending the Facebook event page living in Brazil according to their profiles and a number of phony comments on YouTube. Oh man, in this there's a big long thing that was written about how awesome the band is <laughs> on Twitter. Oh shit. And then okay, so a bit about those YouTube videos because this is where the shit starts to get really weird. His channel has a number of videos on it, and they're all bizarre in a number of different ways. To start, there are a couple of live clips designed to give the impression that the band has a room packed full of fans, but all of them either show only the band on stage or only the crowd, but neither in the same video. Well, of course, because they're faking it. Oh, And all these fucking videos have been taken down. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Let's turn on some music and get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Oh. Put on the breaker. Okay. All right. Have a great day. It's me and your radio. My hands are cold. I'm going to go stand outside and try to warm them up. I'm miserable right now. My hands are freezing. But I'm way more or less miserable than those assholes from Threaten because they are screwed. Radio Comedy Festival Have a good 2019 one, guys. applications open until November 30th for 25 shows in five days. 40 comics chosen March 1st through 5th, 2019 for the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. It's our fourth annual, and we hope you apply from whatever part of the nation or international comedy scene you come from. Apply now through November 30th. Go to our website, www.mutinyradio.fm, for more details. Aloha, mutineers. Stolowitz here. People ask me, Dave, why do you spend so much time listening to mutinyradio.fm? Well, the answer's simple to me. It's the love I find here. We've got so many great programs here. There's something for everybody, surely. Well, maybe not the Hitler crew, but you know everyone else. Let me tell you about some of my favorite shows here at Mutiny you may not have heard about. 
Labor and Love with Bill Morgan is every Saturday, 10 a.m. to 12 noon. Bill is passionate about labor, jazz, and solidarity, and he tells you how it is. No BS. If somebody gets a dollar they didn't work for, someone else worked for a dollar they didn't get. I always learn a lot from Labor and Love. It's educational and inspirational. The Common Thread Collective is every Friday from 3 to 6 p.m. with legendary octogenarian hate Ashbury activist Diamond Dave. With help from his friends, Dave talks news, wisdom, progressive activism, and spirituality. There's also open mic time for music, poetry, and stories. Comics gotta hold off till happy hour, though. Oh, and check out Flat Black Plastic with Scott Walker, Saturdays from noon to 2. The title says it all. Classic vinyl albums with no apologies. Great stuff. You can listen in live to these fine programs on mutinyradio.fm or download the podcast at your convenience on Apple iTunes. What a deal. Authentic, real San Francisco love. That's what keeps our ship afloat. Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead persons? Oh, shoot. From time to time, I've been giving it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes. And they'll even say nice things, dude, before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dang nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> For all your space chicken sci-fi comedy non-political humor needs, go to timstesseract.com. Read fiction about the future of San Francisco after the water wars of 2121 in Jane 6. Ask a Jedi for important life hacks. Eat flesh with the bare exoskeleton Contessa. And check your horror horoscope on Horoscopia. Updated every three parsecs. Timstesseract.com Timstesseract.com Everybody should listen to Mutiny Radio at mutinyradio.fm. It's a great place to listen to crazy things.
Michael Spiegelman. And I am Carl, not Spiegelman. Join us every Sunday, 2 to 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on mutinyradio.fm for... Let's watch a full-length movie on... YouTube. We watch the best movies that... uh, Aren't they good? Well, they're chosen by Uh, Here's his theme song again. Bye. Okay, bye. Watch a full-length movie. My friends out at Mutiny Radio. Jester Cashcock here, giving you my love and regards as well as Moofy's over there. And you know, anytime I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Bamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10. They have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission, where you can laugh off your tushy every Friday for a mere $10. And $10, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with, so to wipe it off, for <laughs> it's in duty this. And if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, don't worry, don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show in the comfort of anywhere, like your Aspen Summer Cottage on the Mountain Ridge for the kayaks. <laughs> Just go to podcast.pcrcollective.org or Mutiny Radio. 